Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hinga dinga Durgan. And, and that was Old Norse. Uh, <laughs> No, so, I'm so sorry. Uh, and today, or I, I don't even know why who I'm apologizing to. I'm the I'm the Norse person here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, we are talking about the first two volumes of Vinland Saga today. And right off the bat, I'm just going to explain why we're doing this slightly differently than our other shows on Animami Manga. We're usually covering one volume per episode, but with this series, our intention is to go two volumes per episode for the main reason being that the English releases of these books come with two volumes in each book. They are thick daddies. They really are. And hardcover too. So like they're very, mm -hmm. very nice looking and uh, sweet books. Mm. So yeah, so anyway, it felt natural to, to cover them with two volumes at a time for that reason. And also like a little side reason, it's, well, covering them two volumes per episode, we're also able to catch up with the story a bit faster that way. So yeah, with all of that explanation out of the way, I guess... I'd like to ask you, James, kind of mm -hmm. what did you know about this series and kind of what, what had you experienced of it before we started reading this? Mm. And, uh, and I guess also kind of your general thoughts on these first two volumes. I knew of Vinland Saga because Wit was doing it, the animation, mm -hmm. and I had very much wanted to see it, but unfortunately I didn't have the subscription <laughs> to watch it mm. and just didn't bother, you know, finding other means. Mm. So yeah, I kind of just went on my, I'll, I'll hope I'll watch one day. But I, I saw trailers and and some scenes, uh, although nothing concrete that I can remember, actually. All this was new, really new information for me. Right. And yeah, I, I just got, you know, I got the feeling that this is about Vikings. And I, I thought it'd be just start off right with kind of the wars that they had. But we're really going into kind of a, a hero's Nah, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a hero's journey, but a a, a kind of a, a revenge journey. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely that. Yeah. Similar to you know Aaron's kind of revenge journey. Yeah. Um, in that way, mm -hmm. and actually, Wolf, I you know it's it's kind of kind of shocking how many similarities there can be made with Attack on Titan. Right. Um, but I'm sure you can <laughs> do that with a lot of stories. To be True. fair. That yeah, that is fair. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that, so that that's basically my understanding and uh, Vikings in general um I know being a European mutt that I am uh I have <laughs> have Danish blood and and I'm sure I have well I, ha I have Swedish blood cool but you know also German and English so there's a lot there yeah so I I do have that kind of Viking <laughs> Viking I won't say that oh, yeah, well I mean you can say that I it's so thin, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, European blood. So uh. it is interesting to see kind of a, a, a history being told through this story, or vice versa, story being told through history. Mm. You know, the, you have characters like, well, at least Leif Erikson. I, I know that name. Right, yeah, Leif Erikson. Yeah, yeah, like we read about him in, in school, or at least, at least here. I don't know. Do you in America also learn about him in, in school? or? Probably nowadays, but when I was growing up, I, I don't think he was meant well. If well, if I lived in Canada, yes, I'm sure ah. he would be. Oh yeah, that would. But make, America, maybe. Mm. I, we're we were a little more obsessed with Christopher Columbus. Oh, that uh, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's not really mentioned. So I didn't actually know about him until I watched an episode of SpongeBob where they say Happy Leaf Erickson Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> but I, I have learned more about him since then, so it was kind of funny seeing nice. that name pop up or the character pop up in this. Right. So I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. 
so yeah, so the historical aspect is really neat. And overall, I, I'm liking the plot that's being told with Thorfinn. And I like the characters a lot, like uh, quite a bit, actually. I'm surprised cool. how much I in, enjoy some of these characters, awesome. even though two volumes in, we haven't had a whole lot of uh, character growth for characters besides Thorfinn, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's really good, and I'm glad we got to read two volumes instead of one. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, same. Yeah, because actually it worked really well to have these two books being, or first two volumes being in one book together. It made a lot of sense kind of narratively, I thought, since uh-huh. the first chapter we got hints about uh, Thor's having been killed by Askeladd, and then we actually got to see it at the very end of the book. Yeah. So, yeah, it just made a lot of sense that way. But anyway, um, I'll also give my little brief history with Vinland Saga prior to having started reading the manga here, is mm-hmm. that I did watch the 2019 adaptation, the, the anime adaptation, as it was airing. Uh, however, I watched it with some friends, and so we watched it together every week for each new episode. And Oh, that's neat. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great little thing we had going, but we also were talking and stuff sometimes during the episodes <laughs> and things. So because of that, my memory of the anime is a bit fuzzy. I do remember parts of it, of course, and I do remember that I enjoyed it, but there's a lot of details I've forgotten, uh, which makes this read-through of the manga, for me, like a great experience, and I'm, I'm happy to, to do it, because it's definitely refreshing my mind. And I'm, I'm in a way, as well, I'm kind of happy that I've forgotten about a lot of the details. Yeah. Because it will make this read-through more, um, well, enjoyable, kind of, and I can probably mm-hmm. chime in to more of the speculations and stuff than I would have been able to do oh. if I had uh, if I had remembered more than sure. I did. <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, real real mm. quick, adaptation-wise, do you remember at all like if it's similar like similar to this? Because we know yeah. in our Attack on Titan revisit, we've had some kind of I won't say issues, but we've noticed what wit has changed mm-hmm. in their adaptation versus what's in the manga. Exactly. Like, do they do that here. There was actually a very similar thing that they did with this uh, anime adaptation, which is or, uh, similar at, compared to Attack on, the Attack on Titan anime adaptation, which is that they restructured the story to go in a chronological order. No way. Uh, yes, way. Of course uh, they would do that. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, they, they obviously they did that with the first arc of Attack on Titan anime. And, they yes, they did that the hmm. same thing here. So the story starts... The, the anime starts with Thor's deserting from the battle... Uh, really? or, or from the Yom's Vikings. It starts with like a brief little scene, just kind of him uh-huh. deserting from them, and then interesting. And then it cuts to you know Iceland and and you know Thorfinn is a little kid. Man. So it doesn't. It, it's like several like the 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 episode or the chapter or the I guess the scene in in France or it's not France yet I guess but like the scene there where the you know they're carrying the ship across the land and mm-hmm. all of that. That's not until way later in the anime. And I'm. Well, and, and I, I will say, both with Attack on Titan and with Vinland Saga, I much, much prefer the structure in the manga of each of those. Uh, and my big reason for preferring, at least you know, as far as Vinland Saga is, con- is concerned, why I prefer mm-hmm. it the way they did it in the... Uh, well, the way uh, Makoto Yukimura did it in the manga mm-hmm. is because of the transition going from the, I guess, present day to the past, or however you want to view it. Yeah. Uh, because that scene with Thorfinn and... Uh, Horda, Horda Land? Horda Land, Horda. yes. 
That's a very interesting name. Yeah, yeah, it was a strange name. They even made a point out of that in the in the book. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just love the transition uh, from that scene that they had, and then going to ten years earlier, where Leif Erikson is telling the kids about the very place that Hordaland and probably also Torfinn had been dreaming about right. in the previous scene. Like that transition was so good, in my opinion. You're right. But obviously, that didn't really, well exist in the anime adaptation because mm-hmm. everything was just going as you know just a normal chronological order you know another thing that i feel like would not flow as well or i feel like the manga does really well is the introduction of the vikings and the, and the boats like yes yeah they're on yeah. the hillside and everything but they have the moment where the frank franks are sitting uh near the waterfall and then they see the dragon's head <laughs> you know over the moon like what? Yeah. And then when they rush in past the forest, past uh, J- uh, Jabba the Hut, they <laughs> they they carry yeah. they carry their ships for the first time, and the, you know, roaring and it, uh, it just was so powerful. And I uh-huh. and I at the time I thought, oh wow, that would be a great way to introduce it all in the anime. Right. It would but have to, been to, to know <laughs> that they go in chronological chronological order is like ah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a missed opportunity. I, th- I really think it's, it was as well. Because honestly, the first chapter of this manga was such, such a good chapter. Just really, sh- yeah. yeah, as you said, it showed off the Vikings in such a cool way. And yeah, just yeah. so good. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, it, it and maybe I have a little bit of bias because I obviously read the manga first uh. versus watching the anime. But I think we came to the same consensus with Attack on Titan in that. Right, right. You know, while we we enjoyed Wit Studios' adaptation, at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, the manga's pacing and just how it goes is just better. Right, I definitely think so as well. And I feel that I feel that way with Finland Saga. Yeah, uh, and just in general, I I'm just finding myself enjoying this manga. Obviously, not that far into it yet, but I'm in, I I find myself enjoying it much more than I expect expected I would. And yeah. I mean, obviously I expected I would like it, otherwise I wouldn't have suggested that we would cover this on Imami <laughs> Manga, but I I'm really really enjoying it and if I would rate it, like let let's rate it if we can. I'm I'm rating this oh. after only two volumes in. I'm rating it an 8 out of 10, which I think is a wow. great great high. score for so so for like just being this right. sh- short of a part into the story, but I'm really, really enjoying it, and I can easily see this score improving also as the story progresses. Yeah, I think I give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Mm. Not to play copycat here, but <laughs> I, I was going between a 7 and an 8, uh-huh. but I, I really did enjoy myself. I, I'm not going to call it yet a, you know, oh, a masterpiece or, you know, amazing or anything like that, but I do think that it has a lot of great hooks a lot of what I look for in storytelling mm-hmm. and humor to boot. Yeah. So I think, yeah, 8 out of 10 is a pretty good score. Nice. And and yeah, yeah. And I guess speaking of the humor, I I guess I I didn't remember a lot of it from the anime. Uh, and obviously there isn't a, an abundance of it. But, no. but there definitely is. There definitely is some still. And actually, mm-hmm. Yukimura's drawing style and, and also sense of humor in a way... I, and, and I guess the combination of the two at times, it kind of reminds me of uh, Hiromu Arakawa's work on Fullmetal Alchemist a, a little bit. Oh. Uh, I, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but I guess it's like, I guess, facial expressions and like how they sometimes become comedic in that kind of way mm-hmm. somehow reminds me of her uh, work on Fullmetal Alchemist. Uh, but 
Yeah, like I, I know you haven't read that manga, but you have read Silver Spoon. Is that something that you yes. see as well? Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I can Yeah, I, I definitely see what you're talking about in terms of like the simplicity that she goes for when it's kind of like a comedic thing. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what somewhat, somewhat what it is. That said, uh, I think what I noticed, I think it was particularly one character. I, I felt like it, it reminded me of some of some of studio Ghibli's work, not necessarily <laughs> Ghibli's comedy, but just the, their character design. And particularly oh. I, I, the one that I'm thinking of is Jab- Jabbeth. Um, <laughs> There's just a few moments where he he just looks like a toad from Spirited Away or something like that. Totally, yes. (laughs) Anyway, um, no, but I I get what you're saying though. Mm -hmm. Like it's it like like you say it's not humor that's always there. I mean, it is still a serious story, right? But I think it it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it lets people be people, like you know. We're I think in general people are humorous to not to have a story that you don't have any humor at all. I mean that's just the writer's and mm. the director's choice. But I think it's more realistic when you have moments of lightheartedness. But anyway. yeah, no, I, I agree absolutely. And like d- just some smiles or right or or any kind of like thing to kind of ease the ease the tension. Sometimes uh, mm-hmm. I think is is important even in even in stories like these. Yeah. Well, as I said before, I I know a a bit of the story moving like that, that that's coming after this, but but it's like very just vague in my mind. But I do obviously I guarantee that I won't spoil any of the little things that I do know. Obviously, so we will only be talking about what's in these volumes, and in future discussions, we will only be talking about what's well what we have gotten through up to that point. And I will also ask anyone who's listening and who would like to comment on YouTube to also keep those comments spoiler free would be very much appreciated. So thank you in advance for that. And without further ado, let's get into our character discussions, starting with Thorfinn, of course. We understand pretty much, well, very easily in the first chapter that he's a very skilled fighter, especially for his age. Mm-hmm. But I, just in general, he's a very skilled fighter, I think. And uh, he also seems to be filled with a lot of rage and kind of anger, just uh, understandably mm-hmm. so. But I feel like that's definitely pretty much constantly kind of just boiling within him, uh, which does make his fighting kind of unfocused sometimes. I think the first sign we got of that was when he he dropped the commander's head into the moat. <laughs> uh, was kind of, yeah. I, I think, a, a side product of him being maybe not as focused as he could have been if he had kept a more level head, kind of. Right. Uh, and obviously, it's even more apparent during his duel with Askeladd a bit later, where he just completely loses his, his cool. It's that teen angst, man. Like, yeah. You know, just, just got, <laughs> it is. Got the control. Yeah. He's, is he 16? I think he's 16 there, right? Or did I... I actually wasn't sure. I, I couldn't... I, I didn't pay close enough attention to his age, and by the time I was done mm. taking notes, I was like, wait, how old is he? Yeah. I actually don't remember anything from my second read-through of this today, but from my read-through a little earlier, or like a few days ago... I seemed to think, be under the impression that he was six in the one era and then 16, but I could have made that up. I, I am not entirely sure. I feel like I remember saying there was like a 10, 10 years ago kind of a exactly. title card thing. That's for so sure. If he was at, six at then, then. I just don't remember if that actually was an information piece of information that we got, like his his, mm. his exact age at his either of the... exact age. Yeah. 
but but anyway, yeah, he's a teenager <laughs> probably at least in that in that era. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I agree. Definitely someone who is extremely talented. You know, takes after his father in mm. that in that sense. Although maybe maybe a little less muscle, you know, kind of bulky and more swift. But that could just be because he's sixteen and not a full grown adult yet. But that's fair. I don't know. Mm. He has a goal in life, as most <laughs> good main characters do, <laughs> yeah. and that is to basically avenge his father. And yeah. right now, it's kill Askland or Asklad. I don't know. Mm. How you yeah. Was, yeah. It. Uh, well, it, it, I guess on that, I say Askelad. Askelad. Okay. And um, Aske means ash, I think. Or well, in in Swedish, it's Aska, but in Norwegian and I think also Danish, it's As- Aske. Aske. So it means ash, and I, I don't okay. know. I don't know what lad means, but uh. but yeah, it, it's like it's not all that flattering of a name uh, when you think of it. Mm. Like considering having the word for ash in your name, it doesn't sound that high and mighty or whatever you want to say. I uh, kind of um, yeah. But but yeah, I don't know. So what about <laughs> what about Thorfinn then? Is does Thor have anything to do with the the Norse god? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's probably a namesake kind of thing. Uh, mm. I mean, I'm sure there were people that were probably named straight up Thor, but obviously there's also mm-hmm. variants like, well, Thorfinn and Thors. Um, Thors, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he has that goal. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that goal potentially changes just because of what we learned in these first two volumes about Asklad being... Uh, Asklad. Asklad. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. get it right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I hear you say it more. <laughs> um <laughs> Him being a hired hand versus actually just killing his father for the fun of it. True. Um, so I think maybe that could change his goal slightly. But either way, that seems to be his current goal. But I think deep down he does long for that. Or at least he has a very deep curiosity about a, a land without slavery that's free. Yeah. Being Vinland. Exactly. So, and I like that. I like that part of it, like kind of that that spark that's in him at, from a young child yeah, and how it is kind of hinted as, and he, you know, it's kind of like one of those roll credits kind of thing. <laughs> you get the title of the title of the story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do like how it, it, instead of just being the name of the story, it, there is a reason for it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So he clearly has two very distinct goals. One being yeah. to kill Askeladd and the other being, well, to reach Vinland. Or, or at least to prove that it exists, or to prove to himself, or well, to see it and be able to believe it. Or, although, although Leif Erikson said that, what's the point in believing if you, if you can see it, <laughs> uh, kind of. But anyway, yeah, yeah, those two things, and it, it's nice to have two goals like that. Absolutely, it's kind of sad to see him kill people so ferociously, mm. um, especially when his father, although having a similar past. As right. what Thorfinn is experiencing now, mm. um, definitely renounced all that and wanted something different for his son, but unfortunately, um, just that's not how. That's that's just not the choice that Thorfinn made, and maybe, and, and I think that's part of it. Is we mentioned some of his goals. I think he may have one more other, one other goal, and that is what is a true warrior. Finding out what mm. that is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Understanding his father's words. Yes, about that. exactly. Right, right. Um, mm. So, and I think that will definitely have to do with realizing maybe taking human life 
is not necessarily a sign, a true sign of a warrior. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just really excited to see him grow because I feel like there's so much potential and, and room for him to grow as a person, as a character. So that's something that I'm very excited to see as the story moves forward from here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I wonder, like we've seen him so far, we've seen him grow 10 years from, I guess, about six to about 16. At least that's what it's going to be in my head for now. Uh, and I just wonder kind of how much more is he going to grow, if at all. Like, I could see this story mm. moving even further in into the future, I guess, from, from where, we are, where we are now, potentially. Yeah. And I, I guess with that in mind, it's just very exciting to see, or ex exciting to, to think about how much he's going to grow as a character. For sure. Especially since, what, there's 11, 12 books out in America right now? Right. It's like 20, what... 24 volumes, at least. Exactly, yeah. 24 volumes are currently in English, uh, and... So that means so that's a long story. Yeah. I mean, right. Although I think I heard at some point relatively recently or some, yeah, not, not too long ago that the uh, manga has moved into its final arc, I think, or at least nice. will, will soon or, or something like that. So there is supposedly an ending in sight for those that are reading. Well, for those who are caught up with the manga. So that, that that's nice to know because uh, I, w I wouldn't, I guess something that I've always kind of, try to stay away from is manga series that either never ended like never finished like somehow mm -hmm. they were just they canceled or 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 manga series that are just very very slowly written where it's like is this ever gonna finish like it, it, right. i don't want to start reading something especially something long and then it's, it, it never gets an ending like that's going to be very disappointing to me if that ever happens but but it feels it feels pretty safe i think with this one um right i guess because of that, that news that i heard some people value the journey and don't really... I mean, yeah, they want an ending, but it's not life or death. They don't get an ending. Mm. Um, for me, look, I, I, I've watched One Piece. and <laughs> the, the ending's always teased, but it never, never actually happens. Oof. Um, it, it will happen eventually. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but I do, like you, value a story that has a concrete ending. And, it, and mm. especially a, a story that the ending is known by the author more or less right I yeah think if there's some sort of plan for an ending i think it works out usually much better than just winging it as i go but to each their own anyway mm -hmm. and i i i feel like vinland saga does have that kind of structure and is laying that groundwork for yeah. a potentially uh good story throughout and i guess we have an ending in sight <laughs> uh, yeah yeah or, uh, yeah it, it seems promising um but back to thorfinn I, I only have one last little thing on him, and it's something that I really admire about his character is how he wants to kill Askeladd in a fair duel, uh, mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what Askeladd did to, to Thor's. He's obviously, he, he killed him in a very unfair way. Yeah. Uh, so it's just very admirable to see how Thorfinn wants... To, or, I mean, he could achieve his goal pretty much whenever he wants to. If he, if he, right. wa if he wanted to, he could just slit Askeladd's throat in his sleep at any mm -hmm. point because he's always they're always together pretty much but he he doesn't want to do that because he does i guess he doesn't want to stoop to askeladd's level in that regard yeah i mean it's it's admirable and just speaking historically i wonder did the vikings really uh honor that kind of code warrior code or would they have easily slit each other's throat i don't know i i, I have i haven't really studied much about them so 
if it is historical, I mean, kudos to Makoto, like keep finding a way to keep that creed, that historical one maybe, and putting it into a story. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in a way the Viking term is a very broad term because obviously it's a, pr- a pretty That's true. large land area where there were people that today are considered or that were called vikings different people uh, obviously the, yeah different people although unified in the sense you know they shared a language and a culture and a religion and all like that but but still i i guess they they, they definitely weren't 100 percent unified um <laughs> but uh but you know you, you look at thorfinn and you look at askelad they're both kind of rogues in a way because I mean, Askeladd obviously is very much, you know, he just works for himself and he only, uh, I guess, works for whoever he can get some kind of benefit from working with. Like, it's it's always mm. uh, kind of like that. And he doesn't, like, he, 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 he can, he'll, he'll probably fight for whoever just pays him the most money. Yeah. Uh, like, that's kind of just who he is. But he can probably can be considered a Viking because he has that, well, he lived in that age and he is from that area and he does oh, Viking yeah. kind of things. And then right. I guess this sort of the same thing can be said for Thorfinn, uh, at least, you know, since he, he is from that area and he lives in that time. But he's also very much a, a well, he is, he is very much a loner, but he can probably be considered a Viking as well because of all of that. Um, but then there's other characters like like Floki, who is mm-hmm. more of a, or, or I guess even he is kind of a mercenary type guy, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, there's just all these all these different kinds of yeah. It's, it is as I'm talking about. It, it's like like it's becoming more complicated in my head. But anyway, yeah, there were all sorts of Vikings. There were Vikings that were full-on warriors, like the ones that invaded England, for example, were pretty much just you know straight-up warriors. There were Vikings that were explorers, like Leif Erikson, you know, right. just discovered Greenland and and well Vinland. And and even Iceland was discovered, although that was before the story um, began. Oh, and I mean Greenland was discovered also before the story. But anyway, uh, and and Vinland was discovered also before the story. <laughs> Everything happened before the story. But um, anyway, so yeah, warriors, explorers, and there were also a lot of Vikings that were merchants. My understanding, and sort of when I sort of generalize a bit, is sort of that obviously this isn't completely accurate, but. Just if you want to just make it simple for yourself and sort of because when you look at the three nations today that were where the Vikings originated, being Sweden, Norway and Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, you can sort of very loosely, but kind of generally divide them into three okay, kind of what they did or kind of at least what they're mostly known for with the Danish Vikings being the warriors. Generally, mm. it was it was mostly the Vikings from Denmark that went to war with England and stuff like that. And then the Norwegian Vikings can be considered the explorers. They were the ones that traveled to or like discovered Iceland, Greenland, and then the Swedish Vikings, at least from what I've understood, how I've understood it, are primarily known as the merchants. Uh, they mm. traveled down into like the mainland of Europe, down all the way to uh, Turkey, and like mm. and, and 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 everywhere between there, and well, traded with with all sorts of people. So they really they really did a lot of different things. Uh, they aren't oh, they aren't purely savages or weren't purely savages, even though that's probably what they're mostly known for, uh, because yeah. because I guess that's what's the most exciting kind of. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah. I guess it's just interesting that they can command a duel and they have to respect that kind of a thing. So there seems to be oh, yeah. some sort of mm. rules that even the the pirates, the Viking pirates seem to seem to respect 
and follow. True, true. And I guess that comes down to the religion, kind of, because they always... Or there's multiple times throughout the book where they kind of... Well, they bring up Odin and Tyr and other... I don't know if there were any other gods Mm -hmm. they mentioned, but but at least... They, at they, least those two. Yeah. Uh, and, like, th- there is a lot of war gods, like gods of war uh, in Norse mythology. Uh, so it's not, it's not, I guess with that in mind, it's not strange that, that the, their culture is so centered around, I guess, battling and war and stuff like that. Yeah. Because a lot of their gods are uh, usually gods of something and also war like all, like a lot of the gods are, are gods of war, war like partially at least this is the god for drinking and laziness but also war yeah no, i mean, I, I, yeah, I mean I basically know. that <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny uh, one last thing i have about thorfinn mm. is just his father's blade i think is interesting and i'm mm. sure that will play some sort of importance importance because it does seem to be distinctive it has a couple markings on it that probably make it well known i i i maybe expect that to play a part for whatever reason yeah maybe no, I we'll, think, I hope so. other people recognize him for that uh, i almost i'm also curious about his second blade it could just be just nothing but is there any significance to it or who's he like i need i need a dual blade thing going on so exactly yeah 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 that, that should be that should be interesting to find out yeah but then let us move on to his father, Thor's, next. What a beast. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> the troll. This is what all Vikings wish they were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's uh, it's cool, too. Like, obviously, I, I don't claim to be a history expert or anything, but Thor's definitely seems to be pretty progressive for his time, I think. You know, with, mm. like, slavery was more or less the norm in that day and age but but he didn't support that at all pretty much you know he he was all against that yeah and and as we and like we've talked or have we talked about him just hate he hates killing yeah we sort of touch on it at yeah. the beginning yeah. like that that whole thing also you just makes him such, him such a great guy uh and yeah just a progressive fellow i suppose i like how we briefly see <clears throat> that his old self i mean in he was, I guess, just a pure bloodthirsty warrior um, for a, a lot of his life, all the way up to his marriage and everything. Mm. But it was at the birth of his oldest daughter and basically <laughs> the words of his wife that started a change in him and then he became a totally different man. So I, I yeah. we don't see that in detail, but we just see a, a, an instant of that. And I, I like that that change in him and you know sometimes it takes just little nudge of anything to change a person to i guess wake them up in in a sense say hey you know what maybe i don't want to be living this kind of a life maybe mm. maybe this isn't what i really want right and yeah and i like that about thor's absolutely yeah i also really enjoyed that because we just got like a little hint where he or, or just a little line what he said that he had he used to be a killer and his when he was younger mm-hmm. and then like that was it for a little bit, but then yeah, we we get we got to see that scene where his daughter was was born, and he definitely was a very different person in that scene. So it's it's fun to also have I guess really seen the difference there, as how he's really grown. Right. And before his duel with Askeladd, he asked him if he had a family, or he asked him if he had a wife or kids or anything something like that, and that got me thinking like why he asked Askeladd that question, and. I figured it might 
it might he, he might have asked him that in order to kind of deduce what kind of man Askeladd is because uh, at least based on what we know about Thor's I think it kind of seems it seems possible that he views people that care for a family differently from people who don't perhaps at least based on how he has uh well how his own character growth has been throughout his life I could definitely see that another aspect to it potentially is maybe he didn't or maybe he would have been a little wary of potentially killing uh Askeladd if he had a, a family, you know, tearing them away from their father. Yeah. But since he doesn't have that, maybe he doesn't really matter to him. But then he didn't kill him in the end anyway. He pretty much refused to kill him. No, that's true. That's true. But, you know, accidents happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. Because um, I, 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 I did consider that thought as well, but I sort of disregarded yeah. it because of, well, because of what I said. Like, he, he doesn't kill him yeah. in the end. And No, I get it. But also that he really, he seems like such a capable warrior uh, that he wouldn't make the mistake of accidentally killing someone that he doesn't want to kill, I, th- mm-hmm. I think. No, I, I, that's a very good point. And so another idea that, that I have written down here is basically he I was kind of gauging, you know, is because I, th- I feel like in Thor's I, in mind, in his mind, a true warrior is someone who has a family who kind of, takes on that that role of, of a father, I guess mm. you could say. Yeah. Um, and so maybe he was just kind of gauging that in a sense. I, I'm not yeah. sure why he would need to know that, um, but maybe that was just something that he wanted to know. <laughs> right. I mean, could be, could be. But yeah, he's a, he's a strong man. A dead he, man? He, he's a dead man as well, sadly, but I was just kind of, I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on his his comically large oar. Uh, <laughs> he rows the boat for for five people's <laughs> worth. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, and he's not even tired afterward. Like everybody else was like completely spent after that, but <laughs> but not Thor's. I wonder back when he was in in, in his Viking prime, I guess you could say, mm. like what what did the other people do when he was rowing? Like. Did, did they really, literally just make an oar for him and <laughs> do the same thing? Or did, were all the Vikings in that troop just similar, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was with the Yom's Vikings. The Yom's Vikings. They are right. known as, like, possibly the best uh, group of Vikings around. So it's possible they were all at least somewhat on his level. I mean, definitely closer to him than, you know, these newbies were. <laughs> right. That that ore is standard for the Yom's Viking, you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really liked Thor's, and yeah, um, I, I appreciate him helping the slave try to keep him alive. Yeah. Um, and the ridiculously bad haggling he did, but I I appreciate his <laughs> value for human life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, a guy you can really respect. And he reminds me of <clears throat> a different character from another series called uh, Rudoni Kenshin. It's, you know, very, ah, very popular. Right. Um, Kenshin is uh, similar in that he used to be a, a people killer. And, and, you know, he'd just go around killing people um, for various reasons. And then I forget the reason why, and I guess I would, shouldn't say because of spoilers, but <laughs> he decides to change. Um, mm. And so instead of... Instead of killing people, he be, becomes like a goofy guy. He only uses the 
the back end of his blade. I I see. So it, it's similar in that sense where something happens that changes this killer to be to to basically change his outlook on life. Um, now, cool. Kenshin was a little more goofy and aloof than I'd say um, <laughs> Thor's was, but you know Thor's he was eccentric, like his like his daughter kept saying. So he, he did have a huge personality change in yeah, that sense. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, I, I I like both those characters, and cool. I think that's part of the reason why I like Thor so much. Yeah. Yeah, he's very likable. And and his words, like some of his last words, which, which were a true warrior never, or, a true warrior needs no sword. It's just such a thought-provoking mm. quote, I think. Cause, and like yeah. we, we talked about earlier, like it's it's got to be something that, that Thorfinn is going to want to, I guess, understand, uh, I think. And I, I guess I, I look forward to seeing how, I guess, and if, but mostly how Thorfinn is going to interpret it. And how he's going to understand it. Yeah. Technically, he isn't really wielding swords, Thorfinn. You know, <laughs> if you want to think of those as daggers or knives. Uh, so uh, he doesn't need call, a sword. They call it a sword. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. They call yeah. it a sword, don't they? Yeah, he he did call it short swords. Uh, so that, that yeah, that is fair. But they're so short, they could just... Yeah, they are. Uh, they they might, might, as, as well might, might as well be knives. <laughs> yeah. But about Thor's death it it actually it got i was surprised at how sad it got me when when we got to see that yeah. and you know because considering we we knew from the first chapter that he was going to die we knew he was going to be killed by Askeladd. so you know when that scene happened we pretty much knew that he was going to die there but i don't know it just really hit me and i think for me like what really got me the part that really got me there was his, I guess, the, the hint of relief that you can see in his face as Thorfinn embraces him uh, right before he passes away. Mm. That that was really, really beautiful and sad. And yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I, I liked it too. A couple things. Uh, have you, You've played Twilight Princess, right? Yes. Uh, there's, there's a moment at the very end of the game <laughs> where... The uh, spoilers for a very old game. Yeah, <laughs> Ganondorf dies with the master sword in his chest, but he dies standing up. And mm-hmm. I always thought that was like one of the, you know, toughest ways to go out. Like, right. Wow, what, a, what a beast! <laughs> and to see another person just like die standing up like that just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Totally different, you know, <laughs> in terms of their alignment, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyway, so that can remind me of that. Right. And then the second thing. This does kind of bring up the adaptation, the anime ad- adaptation again, because mm-hmm. the anime viewer probably wouldn't, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, they probably wouldn't know that Thor's was going to die. No. Right? At, at least not that I recall. I Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. think there was any indication of that before this. So, I mean, besides just like predicting it, which I, I'm sure people could have, but, mm. you know, if you did, didn't see it coming, it would have been a total shock, right? Like Absolutely. there had been no you know, hints that exactly that it was going to happen. So I guess in that sense, maybe, maybe it would have been pretty good, but yeah. I still like what this, this kind of aspect where we already know he's dead. How mm. did it happen? Exactly. I think it was executed well. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Although on that, on that topic about the anime, when I started watching the anime, I was under the impression that Thor's was the main character. Cause <laughs> you know, the story started with him and, uh. and, he had never been like he and Thor. I guess Thorfinn was like they were about the same. I guess had about equally big roles, uh, from the point where Thorfinn was introduced. 
Mm. And I, I was just under the impression that it, it was Thor's story. And I guess Thorfinn's almost just as much, but maybe mostly Thor's. Uh, mm. So I was I was definitely shocked when he when he died in like one of the earliest the earlier episodes there like probably episode like I don't know what what it would have been like four or something, um, but yeah yeah I, I I remember being shocked by that. So maybe that was the point of it all, you know. May have been yeah that would make sense. Make the viewer think that Thor's was the main character or or a, a character that wouldn't die at least for a, while, a long time. Right. Maybe right. that was the point. Could have been. So yeah, I guess it's, it's it's not all bad, I suppose, but I definitely at least still prefer the, the manga pacing. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Still. Anything more on Thor's? That's all I got. All right, then moving on to Askelad. Askelad. So he says that every human is a slave to something. And this is something <laughs> we talked about very recently on yeah. Titan Tea Time, our Attack on Titan podcast. Yeah. Where there is a character, I'm not going to say who, but there is a character in Attack on Titan that says more or less the exact same thing. And yeah, I don't know, like, I guess, I, I think I think it's a very true saying. Uh, obviously, like, bending it a bit, like, I guess, bending the truth a bit, but still, right. I guess, depending on your mindset, I think it can definitely be true. And I guess it's not not necessarily a terrible thing to be considered a slave in that aspect. Yeah. You know, some people are a slave to their family. Mm-hmm. But they still have a very good family life and everything. They just they put family first, and exactly. everything everything comes because of that. Mm. Um, so the, yeah, there there can be a good way to interpret it. Um, although I think in Askeladd's case, it could be that he's kind of not necessarily uh, thinking very positively about that aspect, right? Um, or maybe he's being more pragmatic, you know, more realistic. He's like, yeah, we're slaves to something. Mm. So I, I I wondered what would Askeladd be a slave to? Like, what would he be considered? Just fighting? Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. he 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 calls out his uncle for being a slave to gold. Um, so yeah. is he not one then? Is does he just he does it for the treasure? I I don't know. I was just curious, like, what would be considered his slavery? <laughs> I think what he's a slave to is freedom. Is my thinking because oh. he? I, I don't think. Well, Aaron's like I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because no, but because Askeladd, sure, he goes after riches and like sure he he uh-huh. wants a good reward for his work, but that at the end of the day is just so that he will be able to lead a life that where he can do whatever he wants to do, right? Uh, yeah. And and be free to do whatever he wants to do. And there was. I I think it may have been one of the extra pages at like the end of the first volume, perhaps oh. where where it said that Askeladd's men are just completely raiders, like they don't do anything else, or or or, or warriors or whatever, like they they don't do like farm work, uh, like in the winter half of the year, like most other people do, even though they are primarily warriors, they just they are completely that, which makes well, i guess which gave me the idea that Askeladd really does value his free choice and his and his time and to do whatever he wants to do and not to do anything that he doesn't want i guess hmm. so the reason why he goes after riches and gold is really just to be able to lead a life that in which he can do anything he wants to that's a great point hmm. that yeah i like that that's something that i think um 
kind of plays he plays around with in this volume because he also mentions that his uncle doesn't know how to properly uh i guess work work with his slave or you know oh, yeah. manipulate them because he like every he says every person can be manipulated and i think in that aspect he sees thorfinn as a slave like his slave right um thorfinn yeah is like oh no i'm free but clearly he's a slave to this burning passion to get revenge. Exactly. Um, and so I guess in in Askeladd's mind, it's like, yeah, the kid's going to follow me and do what I say as long as I, you know, have that carrot on the stick. Mm-hmm. So I, I, he, he's basically mine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, I think, about that. So yeah, he's smart. He's very smart. Oh, yeah. Strong, cunning. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he's not just a great warrior and a great leader. He's he's cunning and and he's able to read other people really well. Yeah. As we saw in his scene with Floki where <laughs> yeah. he not only did he and Bjorn understand that there was someone hiding behind the the curtains, but he was also he was also pretty much able to completely understand or well, more or less completely understand why Floki wouldn't do that work himself well yeah he could he could tell that floki was lying in some cases right exactly yeah so. yeah so yeah, so yeah he's def- definitely a smart guy yeah and as we talked about i think in the beginning about you know carrying the ship across the land or over the oh, mountain across the land uh so ob- freaking cool yeah right <laughs> and i will say that that is one of the i guess at least out of the, what i can remember from the anime that, that's one of the cooler cooler scenes um mm. it's just yeah just such a cool moment and i was very happy for that to be the first chapter in this because it really gets you into the story and and understanding yeah. uh well getting to see viking action in that way and and Askelad kind of well spearheading that whole thing and it's it, it it might seem incredible you know carrying fucking warships across the <laughs> land uh <laughs> and I, I don't know maybe it is but i also don't think it's I don't think it's completely unlikely because Viking ships were no. generally smaller and slimmer than other ships. Right. You know? And while I don't know, I don't know how common exactly it was for them to carry the ships. While I can, I can see it having happened. Uh, at least I know that obviously because of their size, they were like Vikings were able to, you know, float further inland through rivers and stuff uh, than other ships would be able to do. And uh, even rolling the ships uh, across logs and stuff was was a common practice from what i've heard but yeah carrying the ships sure, sure it must have happened as well yeah for some reason i was under the impression that i mean not that they did it all the time but mm. that it wasn't necessarily a uncommon practice maybe, maybe it wasn't <laughs> i don't know you would know more than me petter let me I'll, I'll double check just out of curiosity but anyway mm-hmm. i i think it's so cool and yeah yeah and not like outrageously unbelievable but it, mm. sometimes something really cool happened is like but that would never happen right you know that that could never possibly happen <laughs> and yeah there's moments probably even in this story where especially with thor's like in his incredible strength <laughs> um but the the carrying the ships with all that men and it, it, you know it, it just feels very viking like it just yeah. it just screams <laughs> war warrior and I, I i it just really gets your blood pumping i love it totally and and to be fair there is a lot of men carrying the ships so yeah so yeah i, I think i think it's believable <laughs> another thing about Oscar was how he 
in the beginning when he presents himself for the duel with uh, with Thorfinn, he proclaims he is a descendant of Artorias, which uh, I, I just got curious, like, is that someone I should know about? So I, I, I looked it up and um, I was able to find a Lucius Artorius Castus, who was a Roman military commander in the second century. I don't know if that's a, who he's supposed to be a descendant of. Um, mm. King Arthur came to mind as well, but obviously that's more of a legendary, like a mythological character, I suppose. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I suppose we can't even know for sure if he's truthful in whatever, you know, when when he says that. Like, that might just be something he says because it sounds cool. Maybe, mm. maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He he is he is not a guy to be trusted. We, we have learned that. <laughs> yeah. So... I think that's that's all I have on Askeladd. So cool. Then yeah, I I so think I'm, else. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with him too. So let's move on to Leif Erikson. Yeah, yeah. As we said also at the beginning, just so cool that he's actually a character in this story. Like I remember my reaction when I watched the anime and I saw him appear. I was very happy to see a character that I actually knew <laughs> from the history like, books. Because <laughs> at least here in Sweden, we we learn about Leif Erikson and his journeys when like when we we're little kids in school uh so mm. it's been yeah i was very happy that he appeared as a character so enlighten me he discovered greenland as well uh no actually he did not i i actually oh, okay. re- refreshed my mind on some of this earlier today because i wanted to make sure i got it got this right in the, on the recording <laughs> so i was under the impression it was just vinland you know north america that he happened upon but there exactly. was there more things that he discovered uh no i don't think so oh, okay uh so still yeah right yeah <laughs> so well so iceland like the vikings which originated you know originally the vikings were the, you know sweden norway denmark that's like the original viking area but iceland was also you know became also viking territory at some point although it had been it had been some time obviously you know there's people living there uh in the story here but they had mm-hmm. uh, i guess iceland wasn't originally a viking area but it did become that during the viking age and then it was leif erikson's father i think he was named or he was at least referred to as eric the red oh he discovered greenland and so because of that he had you know like when when he brought vikings to greenland you know they started to make viking settlements and stuff on (laughs) greenland uh, and there was some kind of in- indigenous people on Greenland already. I'm oh. not sure exactly what became of them. I mean, uh, but you know, Vikings pretty big land all. space, that's for sure. That that is true. It's yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, but yeah, so it really was just the generation before Leif Erikson when uh, Greenland was discovered by the Vikings. Hmm. Gotcha. And so, you know, since it was Leif Erikson's father who had discovered Greenland, their family had you know good, you know, pretty good influence there i think uh, i may they may have had some kind of high status title uh mm. in some parts of greenland at least you know the areas where they had settled you know which makes sense and yeah so another thing that i read up on because i was curious I, I got a bit curious when the story in the story there's a scene where um leif talks about uh jesus and like well cr- christianity yeah 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 and he seems to be a christian which confused right. me because i i guess i wasn't aware of that um, but, but, but yeah, then I, you know, while I was re- reading up on him a bit earlier today, I found out that he converted to Christianity, um, huh. as an adult, 
uh, at some point per shortly before he discovered Vinland. And uh, he also converted Greenland to Christianity because of the influence that he had there through his, you know, wow. his, his father. So that's I had no why. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know it's before today either. So, so that's, I guess, thanks to Leif Erikson, who comes from a Viking society. That's that's thanks to him that Greenland became Christian. <laughs> so it's just it's it's, it's just funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. Apparently that's that's the case, and that's why he wanted to bring wine uh, with him back to Greenland. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, when he mentioned. <laughs> mentioned jesus christ is like wait what like right <laughs> that was not a name drop i expected in, in yeah. the in a norse thing but I, I i mean i guess eventually most of the world well not most of the world but at least the european world yeah becomes christian right or exactly. in some aspect yeah they probably still have their traditions and, and stuff like that that they keep but then they also right follow catholicism or whatever for sure, yeah, because I know, at least last I read about this, it's been a while, but what I recall is the year 1066. For some reason, that, that year oh. is in my head right now as, like, when the last of the, I guess, Viking religion was wiped out and converted to Christianity. Wow. And that's about 50 years uh, from where the, where the story takes place. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> so... Enlighten me, my dear fellow. <laughs> I, I've, I've asked for your wisdom many of time this this episode. Huh. Uh, so they go to Iceland, or they discover Iceland, like, this should be named Iceland. And then they go to Greenland, and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Iceland's already taken. Well, we will make this Greenland. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what... What was the process, the thought process there? Do you know? Like, I have no clue why. I, there, <laughs> I have no idea why Greenland is called Greenland. That, that's always been a mystery to me. <laughs> that's the big, yeah, that's the big one. It's like, why is this Greenland? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know if anybody in the world knows the, the answer to that. <laughs> o- only Eric the Red, apparently. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Should have been Redland. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> I really messed up on that one. I, I don't know. Like, go figure. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It absolutely is. But I love the name Vinland. I think that's such a cool name. Absolutely, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a simple translation. To, I didn't realize Vin, like, Vin means like plain or something like that. But, uh, well, plain as in like plains, you know. Right. Yeah, and I think that, that that must be like some old Norse uh, word for it because we don't have that word anymore, at least not mm. in Sweden. Uh, but yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, and and you know what's so cool about uh, about this whole thing with with Leif Erikson is that he he discovered he like he he as a European discovered North America like almost half as half a millennia be- before Christopher Columbus did. Mm-hmm. So it's just so it, it, it's it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it is fascinating how an ocean separated two worlds really for so long. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yes, yes, Leif Erikson. Uh, is that it on him? Well, I I thought it was funny how much the the people do I call them Normandy or do I do I call them Vikings? Or, uh, I, you I, can I, call I, them Vikings. I, I, I'm probably going to call them Vikings. I think the Normandy is okay. the is the French word for it. Mm. Well, I'm not French, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the Vikings, 
it, it's just so funny about how much they value the, the person who can fight or just that 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 part of it mm. you know at least it, it the mindset that uh yukimura is kind of establishing and they kind of just you know wave off leif erickson's accomplishments it, yeah you know as if what he did wasn't that great it's like oh pff, whatever <laughs> i mean how many men have you killed none okay that's what I thought. Like you know, it's. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, some of the some of these are kids is saying that, but Fair, it's but, it's yeah. so funny to me. But totally different <laughs> mindset. Right. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all. That's all I have. All right. Then let's move on a little bit to Hordaland. I don't have much on her. I, I don't have a whole lot. I, I mean, I don't have too much really on any of the rest of the ones. But but I, I figure we could we could talk about her a little bit here at least. Um, yeah. Sure. Being the slave of of Lord Lord Gorm. Uh, she used to be some sort of nobility, supposedly, before she became a slave, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me wonder, I guess, what her life has been like. And I, I, I guess I'm just kind of curious about her in general, because right. uh, she told Thorfinn that she thought they seemed similar, like like she and him mm-hmm. were similar, and I guess I I wondered at first, kind of, what similarity she saw between them, and I mean, we have already talked about. Thorfinn basically being a slave to vengeance. And I think that's definitely something that she could have maybe picked up on to some degree. But yeah, I, I also figured that, like, what if there's something else? And if so, like, what would that be? Do you have any other thoughts on that? So this kind of has a deal with Hilda, um, Thorfinn's mother. Isn't that, isn't her name Hilda? No, it was uh, Helga. Helga, me, yeah. Helga. Right, right. Not Hilda. Anyway, so... Thor's mentions that she was the chief's daughter, and I, and I was like, wait, chief of what? And I don't think it's ever explained. So I was wondering if not that they were cousins. I mean, I guess they they, they could be related. Hmm. Um, but I just wondered if there was some sort of nobility connection there, and maybe Helga, being the chief's daughter, kind of abandoned that nobility um, or that that status and ran away with Thor's. Which would also mean that Thorfinn would be an heir of some kind, potentially. Hmm. Uh, but maybe, maybe that's not going to come to fruition. Anyway, I, I, I just that was the only thing I could see potentially being a connection there, um, other than, other than her just seeing him potentially as a a fellow, I guess, not free person. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But. I, I admire her trying. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't like a, it wasn't much of a try, but she at least tried to relate to him, and he kind of shot it down. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I feel bad. I, I really do feel bad. I mean, this whole slave concept, obviously for us, is just appalling in our day and age. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, back then it was just the norm, but I, you know, you see that it's just like heartbreaking that someone would be can be owned by someone, and you know they can't really escape it there's no hope to escape it yeah so feel for her absolutely and i think it was in this scene where she used the word thrall yeah uh, uh like which is a different word for slave i was just wondering how yeah, yeah. how how common is that word in english uh i uh, well it could be just because with america's history with slavery and just slaves was mm. a little more common right um but i i really don't 
remember hearing Thrall very often. But you knew of it in, in, before before this, or uh, like I've I've heard like I heard of it, like you know, I it's see. like one of those words that you maybe read in a book. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, because I, I obviously I'm not entirely sure, but I, I I get the feeling that Thrall and the Norse, or at least Swedish word Thrall, which is well, oh. basically the same. I think that's like it may be more of a Norse word originally, mm. pot- potentially. Um, I would be surprised. We also have Slav in Swedish, which is slave. Um, <laughs> but but I think Thrall might, might, might be more of a Norse origin kind of word, potentially. Obviously, I'm just speculating here. But at least I know that that version of the word is more common around here, or at least that's what I, you know, that was usually the word I heard about uh, when we learn about these sorts of things in school. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, I want to see more of her, obviously. Yes. And I, I, I expect that she is not a one and done type of thing, especially if you get a name. Right. Um, yeah. And I really like hope that. so. Yeah. Like she was introduced early on. Obviously, she hasn't been. She wasn't in like the latter part of this because that was before before she was introduced technically. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I also I really hope to see more of her. And I, 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 just, I really enjoyed that moment with her and Thorfinn, even though it was brief. I, I thought that was a really nice little scene. Yeah. One last thing I'll say about her is that she spaces out a lot, it seems. Yeah, right, right. There's some sort of um, attention <laughs> issue. And, I mean, the Lord Gorm just kind of says, it's like, ah, you know, she's just noble. We got we to gotta break her out of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's it, but maybe she just really lost some thought. Maybe it's like, okay, how do I get out of this? Or maybe she's just daydreaming about free. I don't know. I'm right. not sure exactly. Yeah. Maybe this is just her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, just really want to know more about her. Yeah. But moving on to Floki next, uh, the leader of the Yom's Vikings and uh, the man that hires Askeladd to kill Thors. Yeah. What up with that? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So why do you think Floki wanted Thors dead? Um, so... One possibility is just that he's peeved that Thor's left the group, and he's like, nobody gets to do that. I don't care who you are. Mm. Um, but we can't do that because you're a strong warrior. Not necessarily that we couldn't if we gang attack you, but maybe the the king or whatever, if, if he heard that Thor's had been killed by them, he wouldn't take too kindly to that, potentially. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe that's why he wanted to hire someone else, um, but also save a few of his men. Another thought I had was, would have had something to do with running away with um, the chief's daughter, um, and kind of running away that responsibilities and payback for that. I don't know if why he would care. Um, that's just a thought I had. If that's any sort of plot hmm. that needs to be. Um, paid attention to uh yeah besides that those are the only things i can think of i mean do you right. have any ideas yeah and no, i i think those are good good thoughts i had some other thoughts as well which were basically that it might be a combination of him firstly just kind of disliking thor's but also <laughs> but also fearing him mm, yeah i think it's probably at least a bit of both of those things yeah and, and perhaps that he would feel smaller or 
or at least like in comparison to Thor's, he would feel smaller if they were sort of on the same side again. Because he has, because I think in the years since Thor's deserted, Floki has built up a reputation and he has he has gotten a status within the Yom's Vikings that he probably didn't have before, or at least so I am so I'm thinking at least. And uh, if sense. if Thor's would return, then Floki suddenly he wouldn't be the greatest perhaps within the Yom's Vikings anymore, uh, and he would you know he would feel that his authority would be threatened by by Thor's. I, or p- perhaps something along those lines. I could see making sense as well. So that's a lot less honorable than I was potentially <laughs> thinking. But, but, but... I don't think he is particularly honorable. <laughs> well, no, I mean... Well, I think because, because of the Yours, Yours Vikings, is that what they're called? Uh, or Yom's Vikings? Yom's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's written with a J, uh, and I, I don't... Obviously, in English, J is J. But well, yeah. But it's never it's yeah in in all of the Scandinavian languages, which is why I'm pronouncing it Yom's Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, totally. Yeah, so the group seems to kind of value the strictness and abide by the rules, kind of a thing. Oh yeah. Right. Um. Mm. So I just kind of had that image that he would be upset of a dissenter like Thor's. But mm. um, I. I do think that, especially if he turns out to be kind of a antagonist-like person, right? Um, that yeah, that would be a good motivation for him to want to get that done. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I like that for sure. And I could also see late, like further down down the line, perhaps a showdown between Floki and Thorfinn. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, I yeah, I, I was even kind of speculating that potentially. Mm. Uh, Askeladd lets Thorfinn know whether he dies or not I don't know but he lets Thorfinn mm. know that actually it was Floki who told me to kill your father so if right. you really want to get revenge <laughs> you're going to have to go after him yeah right and actually on that so it's kind of and obviously this was a little bit of a silly thought of mine but so Floki asked Askeladd to kill Thors then yeah. and, and I guess sort of in turn Askeladd had his archers actually do the deed. So technically, hmm. it was his archers that killed, uh, that actually <laughs> killed Thor's. So I, I, and I was just wondering, in these years, in these ten years since that happened, has Thorfinn honorably, <laughs> in a fair duel, killed all of those archers? I, I it was just a thought <laughs> that occurred to me, uh, like while I was re- re- reading this, you know, second time. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past him, yeah. but maybe he just decided to cut the middleman and hmm. not literally. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then go, go to Skalad. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I could see it either way, but yeah, just yeah. wanted to, just yeah, wanted to mention it. Like, he definitely has trained a lot, you know, from when he was a little boy. So Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure he has killed plenty of people. Sadly, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything more on Floki? Uh-uh. Then moving on to Ilva, Thorfinn's sister. Okay, I like her spunk, and I she she's cute, uh-huh. smart. Yes, I don't blame half the village for simping, dude. It, I, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's completely understandable that she's the most popular girl in town. Like, she yeah, because she is just super cool and cute. Yeah, you know, I was worried there for a little bit that. Although I do have, I still have my like 
suspicions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was worried that the Thors would die along with his village. And I thought that was the flashback we were going to see. So having Thors die somewhere else, I'm like, okay, the village, maybe they're okay. Mm. However, um, you have that that one guy, I forget his name, starts with an H. He had the slave. Oh, yeah, Halfdan. Halfdan, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it's literally because just small, small t- side note. That that was like a relatively common Viking name, but it's oh. like it's technically uh, the 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 Norse word for half, which is halv. Okay. Uh, halv. So halvdan was like a Viking name back then, hmm. but they they translated so so I'm I'm probably just gonna call him halfdan since that's what it is in English. Halfdan. Uh, okay. So I but but it it is literally the word for half is actually part of his name. So, yeah. Well, he wants the other half, so he's going <laughs> to take the village. I don't know. I just... I have a, I was a little confused with the description on the map because it made it sound like... You know what map I'm talking about where it points to like the certain areas uh, in the story so far? Mm-hmm. And it mentions Halfdan as, I guess, like a benevolent kind of guy. But he doesn't seem that way when he, I mean, he's talking about chains and, mm, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> anyway, the fact that Thor's is not there to protect anybody from a threat, I, I don't know, kind of worried that maybe a thing will not go very well mm. one of those days and mm-hmm. talks will go sour and then maybe Hafton will take over or maybe he'll just do it him, do without that. I don't know. Um, so that's kind of one worry I have, but... The reason I bring that up is like, what what does that mean for um, Ilva? So mm. I'm not, I'm not sure, but she doesn't seem like a someone someone who's gonna take anything lying down. You know what I mean? Like she's oh, not yeah. gonna uh-huh. back off. Um, I, I, I like I like her really strong personality because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope that she does come back into the story because you know it just would be nice to see where she goes from there. Definitely. And not, not so much, and I'm not talking like romance or anything. I mean, I mean, obviously if that comes into play, sure, why not? But mm. for me, it's, it's just to see where this strong character can go. Absolutely. Know, like, oh yeah, totally, where totally. Where the story goes. For sure. Was there anything else on Halfdan that we had, by the way? Oh. Um, Other than he's not a particularly likable fellow. Not really. And he's obsessed with chains. <laughs> yeah. Um... He does, at the end of the day, uh, allow Thors to, uh, I guess, take the slave, but it's more so that it's just a too good of a deal to pass up on. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about my speculation, but I just I don't I don't particularly trust the guy, and I I worry for that village, and I hope yeah. that uh, Helga and Ilva are gonna be okay. Absolutely, yeah. And the rest of the village. For sure. Although at the same time, I kind of feel like there's bigger bads out there than than half done, kind of. Uh, well, yes, I absolutely guess. bigger bads. Absolutely bigger bads, but for but for uh, Iceland? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, at least in their part of the area, it, it just seems like he's, I don't know. I mean, he's terrible. He is. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But maybe uh, maybe he won't show up ever again. I yeah. don't know. I, I, who knows? Yeah, I, I really don't know at all. Uh, and I guess one last little thing I will say, and it's, this is definitely a tangent, but it, it's going to be brief. It's about that about his name, which I, I, I said before is uh, 
like uh, at least a, a Viking name that I have heard of before. And the instance when I've heard about it before, it's kind of funny, which is why I wanted to just mention it briefly, is that in Hagia Sophia, the big church in, in uh, Istanbul, mm. if you know, like it's pro- possibly the most well-known building in Istanbul, the uh, you know mm-hmm. the capital of Turkey. Uh, I mentioned before that there were a lot of Swedish uh, Vikings that traded with Istanbul and well Turkey and and a lot of Europe in general. But uh, what's really funny is that, at least from what I've heard, somewhere in Hagia Sophia, somewhere in that church, there was a Viking who wrote in the stone of some wall or somewhere there. He wrote, "Halfdan was here." <laughs> and that's supposedly it's still there. It's yeah, yeah, I'm oh totally serious. Gosh. Supposedly it's still there in the stone, like written in the stone of, of that church somewhere. <laughs> I've done with you. Yeah, it's just so funny. Oh man. <laughs> it's that's like, great. Like people have always been this way, supposedly. That's um. so awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I just, just wanted to mention that real quick. <laughs> um but moving on to Bjorn, definitely worthy of being the right-hand man to Askeladd. Uh, yeah. And he... Stay off the drugs. <laughs> yeah, wow. stay off the shrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty awesome when he just went completely berserk from that mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, about his name, it's a name that's still very common, uh, I think, throughout all of uh, Scandinavia, at least in Sweden, it's, it's a common name. Uh, I've heard it before. But it's written... Right. But it's written, like it's not a regular O. It's actually in Sweden. It's an O with two dots above it, and in Norway is and Denmark, an huh? Is that what it's called? Omelet? 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 No. Um, <laughs> uh, in German, it's umlaut because umlaut umlaut because it's it, it's the same. Because Germany all or German also has that exact same sign, like the O with two dots mm. and the A with two dots as well. Exists both in Swedish and and German, but it's different because in German, those letters are not technically letters of their own. They are just literally an A with two dots or an O with two dots. They also have the U with two dots. Mm. And those are umlauts in German because umlaut. they they add those two dots in certain grammatical instances. Uh, but in Swedish, it's different because we have the A with two dots, we have the A with the circle over it, and we have the O with two dots. And oh. those are letters of their own. Okay. So they, they, are, they actually go in the alphabet right after Z or after Z, we have mm-hmm. A with a circle, A with two dots, and O with two dots are like th- three additional actual letters in our alphabet. So they aren't considered umlauts because of that. Um, but anyway, the writing in Norwegian and Danish is slightly different from Swedish. Uh, they have basically the same signs, except their O with two dots is instead an O with a diagonal line th- going through it. But it's ah, but it's basically I've seen it's, that. yeah right. But it's still it's it, technically the same letter. Um, so <laughs> anyway, back to Bjorn. His like the O there is supposed to be one of those O's with two dots in Swedish okay. or, or with a diagonal line in Norwegian and Danish. So it's not Bjorn. It's Bjorn. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. Yeah. This is amazing. I, I, I'm having fun talking about this. <laughs> Who says you can't learn things from manga, huh? Who I, says? Th- yes. <laughs> no one can say that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, anything more on Bjorn? No, I think I think that's it. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's still he's still alive. He's still alive. 
Uh, yes, he um, is definitely I mean, alive. He, he was in the beginning of the story as well. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, those kind of sound wild. Yeah. But, but the, you know what I mean. The, 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 thing about, the thing about Bjorn, kind of, to me, I didn't intend to say this, but, like, he seems cool. Like, uh, or maybe that's vaguely put, but, like, it's like, I get the vibe, I get, like, a chill vibe from him. Yeah, I can uh, see that too. So, like, obviously, not when he ate the mushroom that he was the opposite of chill, but no, but like just yeah. the, his general self is kind of like cool and chill, and like I kind of like his kind of just demeanor, kind of in general. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, moving on to Ari, he and many of the other villagers are definitely too excited to die on the battlefield. Yeah, it's that it's that Viking mindset again. Coming yeah. Oh, side. absolutely. But it's also just a mindset that a lot of i guess mostly men have had throughout history like a lot of just history uh, in general yeah true you know, all, all true. the way up to like world war one at least oh, i'd say world war two maybe well, even world war two yeah yeah a lot of people have had yeah. that mindset especially sadly. especially here in america uh, um mm. the propaganda was pretty great oh yeah that's um, right mm. so people got cut up and all, all that but um yeah uh it's definitely a big big selling point for manhood you know to prove yourself on the battlefield and uh-huh. obviously these young men are gonna are gonna desire that um it is funny that their plan was just leave them and was it leave them in france or no no it was norway in norway yeah norway. Uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um so they would have been fine i guess uh, unfortunately did not go down that way and i'm i'm curious well i guess we don't know we didn't see exactly what happened to them well, right. In the end, that's it's... what I'm saying. Like, hmm. I mean, would, they, would they really be? Well, we don't know what happened to uh, Leif Erikson, so I guess yeah, maybe they did make it to Norway. Yeah, I, I like to think that they made it out alive. I don't know for sure, but I don't think they'd be dead. Right. I, yeah. My thought was either either they did make it to Norway, um, or slavery. Right. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. It does seem like the way that Ari, Ari was betrayed that maybe he would have some sort of role maybe. Right. Because of of, of the the young men that went with them, he seemed to be the the only one that really I, I, I don't know. Was he the only one that had a name? <laughs> there uh, may, no, the other there, there were actually, name. I think there were at least two others that had names, oh, okay. although they were just very briefly mentioned. But I mean, yeah, he yeah. definitely had the biggest, like the most prominent role out of those people. Right. So I also feel like there definitely could be more with him. Um, mm-hmm. I guess hopefully we'll see in volume three or four what happened there. Right. So along those lines, there was another character that, it could she could totally be just nobody ah. <laughs> uh but she seemed to have you know some thing for Adi. i don't know if, i don't think they i don't know if they were related it didn't seem like it i mm. it feels like she was just a, a, a village girl who was interested in him yeah and then yeah, leaf Eric, leaf erickson just kind of is like oh hey you know <laughs> they won't actually die yeah <laughs> uh so i the fact that she was there and maybe it was all just to play up the fact that they weren't going into battle. Mm. But I just wonder, it's like, well, you know, there's this person potentially waiting for him. Maybe if the village comes back to play, maybe there will be something there. I, yeah. I'm just thinking, well, I, I, that was just a thought I had while reading and I'm not entirely sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Be anything. Right. I, I have no idea. She 
didn't get a name or anything like that, so it's possible it was just a one-time thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah could be nice. Could be nice to get something there, because... Ilva doesn't really seem interested. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, she's she's a good person, so obviously she doesn't want them to die. She probably was yeah. had been with them her whole life growing not just him, but the, all the, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but for me, I I I I don't ship it, you know? Like right. <laughs> I I'm not ready to go down that route yet. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> Some of the some of the joke panels that we had in this in this book, like the the four page one, like the what was the call? Something about Ilva. Yeah, like a warrior anyway, thing. Yeah, yeah. She she and I I like to think it's still canon. Like she has grand desires of going out to exploring herself, and mm. you know the treasure and and stuff like that. She's not necessarily being uh, romantic in that way, you know, like. Mm. Her eyes are not for Adi or Ari or whatever. So anyway, hmm. uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't ship it yet. Um, but I do want Ari to have, or I would like to see if he has any sort of story going forward. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, honestly, I would really like like I, I'm I I don't know how high my expectations are necessarily, but I would really uh-huh. like it if Ilva's role in the story would become more. Like more of a main character kind of status, like yeah. not like the main, but like one of the main, uh, because historically, you know, Vikings were known for having not only male warriors; they would have, mm. you know, warriors of all genders, and so you know, I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that strange if Ilva became like a Viking warrior or or something like I that. I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything else on her? Or or any or, or no we weren't <laughs> we even talking about her. Ari. Oh wait, we had already moved on from her. Anything else on Ari or or or, or literally anybody else? Uh, any other character you want to talk about? <laughs> um, so we already mentioned Lord Gorm. Uh, I wonder if he'll mm. have. I mean, he, surely he'll still have a thing to play. Um, mm. Will it be anything huge? I'm. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Like either related to Askeladd or to uh, Hordaland. Yeah, right. Like, he's going to appear in some way, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, you know, if we think Hordaland has any sort of future, she's mm-hmm. probably going to have to get out of being a slave somehow. Exactly. Um, but anyway, then I really don't know if he'll ever appear. I mean, we're in this point of the story where we don't know where exactly people show up again. Yeah. Especially, I feel like a lot of characters were introduced. Um, yeah. Jabath, the typical noble slime ball. Oh. <laughs> um, Job of the Hut. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he's probably too much of a minded character, but w- could he get his revenge, or at least try to? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess it could be funny. <laughs> you know, try to get yeah, try to get back at those Viking pirates. Uh-huh. Um. But uh, uh, one more thing about him is that mouth, though. Like. Uh huh. When he when he yawns, like oh my gosh, <laughs> he's all mouth. <laughs> all mouth. <laughs> those those poor women trying to you know massage him. Mm. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's everything. Everybody I have. Cool. Because we are, we already talked about Helga. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess we mentioned her slightly. She really doesn't have much to say other than 
she's one of the few people to, I guess, stand up to old Thors, you know? Right. Um, and they seem to have a deep bond with each other, even though, I guess, few words. But like I said, like there's that whole chief daughter thing, and I'm just curious if that will have any relevance in the story. For sure, for sure. So yeah, it remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But that's all on the characters. So moving into our the final stretch of our discussion here, any predictions, first of all? Yeah, um, besides kind of the further things that I mentioned earlier, I think we'll continue to get, well, it may, it may actually jump right to the present day. It, maybe we'll mingle a little bit in the past and but but quickly get to the present day i feel like mm. um but where it goes from there i i don't know it's hard to say but i i also feel like it's probably there is probably going to jump back into at least around the same uh kind of year where the story started like mm-hmm. not necessarily exactly there or so but like at least yeah. at least around there i'm i i i also get the feeling Maybe this will be the opportunity to get to know Hordaland, Hordaland more. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. But yeah, besides that, well, and then, you know, I mentioned the village, uh, the Thorfinn's village. Like, oh yeah, you know what's going to happen to that now that Thor's is not there. Yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully, Leif will be able to prove to the the guy that hired true uh, the young Vikings, you know, that Thor's was killed and he, that he's not hiding. Yeah, good point. So I guess maybe that could be something that we will see, sort of how that ha- goes down, or or maybe we'll hear about it or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point it's just where, ha- what, are, where, and what are all these characters doing that were in the flashback? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been it's been uh, at least ten years. Or exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have any other predictions. There was one line that I uh, that I wanted to point out uh-huh. what I, I don't think he had a name but he was talking to Ascalat and he mentions uh li- living without pride i'd kill myself oh. and i i don't think that's i don't i don't even know if Ascalat has that same mentality maybe he does i don't know but hmm. uh and and potentially that was shared by a lot of people back then but i don't know i look at look at it now i just i think we value our lives so much more we're not as quick to, you know, take our lives in that aspect. Yeah. Um, that, I don't know, I feel like personally, if there was some sort of enslavement involved, not necessarily enslaved by another human, but if alien people would have come down <laughs> and <laughs> enslaved, or we're fighting against like corrupt government, you know, I, uh-huh. I feel like I would, um, instead of trying to kill myself, I would try to find a solution instead but mm-hmm. anyway mm. i mean you don't know until you're in that position i suppose i suppose but but yeah no i, I think or I, I hope that you're right at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am just really happy to be reading this and to be talking about this manga now i had a blast talking about this with you today and absolutely i guess i'll ask you one quick thing before we end this episode do you have a favorite character from these two first volumes hmm don't simp, don't simp. Don't simp. <laughs> uh, hey, no, if you, I. If you need to fight I, I the simping sim- that no, hard, I won't. I won't. I won't simp. I won't simp. <laughs> um, no, I mean, actually, uh, I I do like her, but she's not, not like you know, uh, up there. I don't think she takes 
Thor's place as probably the best character so far. Okay, um, Thor's cool, cool. Thorfinn is good as a main character, and and obviously a lot of people probably like uh, Askeladd because of his cunningness. But I, I just I just really admire Thor's and just the person he is or was. Mm, uh, absolutely, no, he's so, awesome. But but yeah. <laughs> Now that he's dead, I'm sure a new favorite character will come along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, yeah. But yeah, cool, cool for you to have uh, Thor's as your favorite. I definitely, like, he's absolutely amazing. I love him too. But for me, it's probably actually Askeladd. Yeah. Just really enjoy his role. Obviously, he's terrible in, in a lot of ways, but... Well, yeah. But he is just too enjoyable for me not to have as a favorite right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And but but yeah, Thor- Thorfinn also, you know, he fills the role of a of a main protagonist here really well and uh Right. And as I said before, I I'm super excited to watch him grow throughout this story. Yeah, he's a little he's a little too uh edgy and 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 uh revenge crazed for me to be, you know, really really like him, but uh, I think that there's a lot of potential there for growth. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Thanks to those things that you mentioned, that's it's because of that that there is so much room for growth, right. which I'm sure is going to be great to follow along with. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, any last words you have before we end this episode? History's fun. I guess. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it can be fun. I mean, obviously this is a fictional story, mm. but it takes a lot of uh, cues from history and really, yeah. You know, we read to your eternity, and we know that's a fictional world, but it does take a lot of inspiration from our own world in, in a lot of aspects mm-hmm. um, in in our history. So, uh, I I liked it for that, but this is this is different in that it's set in our same Earth, you know, yeah, <laughs> same everything, and I know it's just uh, fascinating to see his inspiration, him being Yukimura, and mm. just where he's going to go from there. I I bet it's really fascinating for you being someone who's from that part of the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I'm having a blast with this. It's so it's so much fun. And and yeah, like I I I feel like Yukimura has really done his research like really well on on a lot yeah. of these things. So mm. that that makes it even more fun, you know, cuz I I feel like based on what I've seen now, it really seems like he is doing his research and it makes me appreciate this and even more, like it makes it all feel much more believable, kind of. Um, and, and on what, you, uh, like speaking of what you said before about To Your Eternity being obviously a completely fictional fantasy world, but with some similarities, some similarities to our real world, like we have talked about that and we've also talked about Attack on Titan, which is kind of in the same camp there, which oh, is that's you know, true. also You're a right. fantasy world with some in- inspiration from the real world, as well as yeah. Spy Family, also in that camp right there. Oh, um, wait, good gracious, you're right. <laughs> so we have talked about, about a lot of those, but but yeah, this is the first one that's like actually legitimately real history. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me, Kaguya-sama Love is War actually happened, <laughs> is happening right okay. now. Okay, th- yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's another real world, but... But yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it started with Vinland Saga and then it became Kaguya-sama Love is War. Yes. <laughs> Actually, That's co- the history of our world. Coincidentally, those are the only two seinen manga that we've been covering on this podcast so far. Oh. Uh, wait, so wait, Kaguya-sama is considered seinen? It is considered seinen, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. For some reason, I thought it was shonen. 
Go figure. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Everything else, however, is shonen that we've talked about here. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I think that's it. Uh, I had a blast talking about this once again. And um, if you enjoy our content... Oh, oh, sorry. Before you go, I just... Aurora Borealis. Like, I, you know, mm. I just... My meme side comes out whenever I see or read Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis! <laughs> Wait. At this time of day, at this part of the country. What's that? Yes, from? actually. What? You don't know Aurora... What? What? I... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Enlighten me. You un-meme cultured man, you... <laughs> so... There was an episode of The Simpsons. Okay. Where oh, this explains it. Okay. <laughs> the principal. I mean, I don't even watch Simpsons, but I, <laughs> I, this meme is just so culturally impactful. I think it was like two years ago. Oh, really? I think. Oh. Um, oh my gosh, it's huge, huge thing, and uh, so the the principal invites the superintendent over to have lunch with him, and it just becomes chaotic. You need to watch it. it it, it shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then people have taken that and done skits with it, have reanimated it, done all sorts of things. Um, so anyway, so whenever you hear Aurora Borealis, you think of, I think of that. Oh. <laughs> and um, I mean, obviously it's an actual phenomenon, but um, mm, mm. anyway, it's just, it was, it was cool to see. Cool to see Aurora Borealis here. I, I would like <laughs> to see that one day. That Dude, would be nice. me too. I actually haven't seen it either. Because uh, I live in the southernmost county of Sweden, mm. and we don't really get it here. But yeah, I it, it's it's one of my like I, I don't really I don't actually have a bucket list, but like if I did, <laughs> it would be like pretty much right on the top of it. Pretty much, I, I think yeah. Because for me, I would just it, it would be like a train ride just to the northern part of Sweden. It wouldn't be that difficult. And yeah, yeah, the Northern Lights, man, that's just such, such a cool thing. Would love to see that. Absolutely. But yeah, on that note, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes three and four. Bye-bye. See you later. Take it to the limit one more time.